Hi there, friends. What's up? How y'all doing? Welcome to the Barely Bookish Podcast. This week is going to be a very good week. And do you want to know why? Well, first, on Monday, the episode, um, the Fable episode on YA Book Chats podcast aired, and I was on it. And honestly, that book's a lot of fun. And I really, really liked it. So if you want to hear me talk about Fable, please go check out YA Book Chat. Um, you will hear her as a guest um, in a couple months. But if you want to hear me over on her podcast, we did um, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and we also did Fable now, and maybe we'll do more fun things in the future. But yeah, go check out her podcast. It's really, really good, especially if you like YA books. You're going to get a lot of great recommendations there. So please, please, please check that out. And then also, I feel like if you follow me on Instagram at all, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with Jennifer L. Armantrout. Well, her book just um, had its release day yesterday as of the airing of this episode. So April 20th was her release day. And I am very, very excited. My book is delayed in the mail, but I will be getting it soon. And then I'm going to no life it because I love her books. The Blood and Ash series is amazing and I'm absolutely obsessed. And please go read it if you hadn't read it already. But I think that's it for fun little announcements. Um, yeah, we're back with another episode of Sense and Sensibility. Um, because these have been kind of long and I'm still new at podcasting, um, there is no intro to this one. It just kind of jumps right on into the episode. So this is with Allison, my cousin, and we're talking more about Sense and Sensibility. But yeah, I'll let you guys get, just get right into it. That's, that's the good parts, right? Like, just get right into it, enjoy it, all that great stuff. Yeah. Okay, we're done talking. Enjoy the episode, everybody. So, volume two, and now we're on chapter 23. Technically so, chapter one of volume two. Yeah, the audiobook got real confused with these volumes because it said that I was on chapter 25 when I was on chapter 23, and I was like, okay. I need to start labeling them that way so I don't get confused because I did what my copy of my book says. See, mine just continues on with the chapters after See, mine goes back to chapter one and i was like why did you oh, do really? that because yeah i'll start numbering the way the way that your book goes okay uh, does because i find that less confusing anyway yeah because i have um some books that did that like when i was reading 1984 it did that where after it got done with part one it was like chapter one and i'm like whoa whoa if we're not changing the story just continue with the original chapter numbers yeah you know? i would like that better I like my book cover, though, so I'm not going to get a new version. Yeah, dude, I love... <laughs> Yours are cute, too. Yeah, I like both of ours for different reasons. Like, I would happily yes. own both, you know? Mine is the... Um, I have a few Jane Austen books in this. It's the Classic Lines collection. Yeah, yours is... It's all Printed in Canada. Oh, really? Thanks, Trudeau, for these books. At Trudeau. Trudeau. Thank yeah, yours is like watercolor and really pretty. Mine is like, it's the Paper Mill Classics. So it's, to me, it feels very old fashioned and that's why I like it. Like yeah. I have a couple different ones of it. I think I have this 
and then I have I I have Pride and Prejudice in one. I have Wuthering Heights, and then I have Emma, I believe. Yeah. With this, I might have one more, but I can't remember. My Pride and Prejudice copy is I got it at a random bookshop in London, so it's just it's small and adorable, <laughs> and it's on Cute. my Instagram if anyone wants to look at it. Cute. I love it. So, okay, so chapter 23. So chapter 23. Um, Eleanor cannot doubt Lucy's side of the story because she was hoping to find a way to prove that it was false. And she, like, cannot stop thinking about it. Like, I do not blame her for that. But, like, she's just trying to find holes. And she cannot find any. And she's getting a little mad. I mean, like, put yourself in Eleanor's shoes for a second. She, oh, I would definitely do it, too. She is so... Like, she is so polite Mm -hmm. and kind and she receives all this shade she gets from lucy the whole time this is happening yeah and she is also very good about being realistic so she wasn't even sure if edward liked her Mm -hmm. but she's finally gotten to the point where she knows that he loves her yeah and then she sees this woman telling her this stuff and then she pulls out a mini portrait of him yeah and literally lucy's just straight up about him Lucy's straight up rubbing it in her face too. And she goes, yeah, like he has a lock of my hair and I have this mini portrait of him and I was going to make him a portrait, but I just haven't had a chance to do it yet. And she's just like pouring so much salt into this wound. And she's like, by the way, um, here's some lemon juice for that as well. Um, We've been engaged for four years and he says that he's in love with me and I trust him more than my life. And also if he were ever to like, fancy another i would know the second it started and i'm like okay it's so awkward it is so it's awkward. so awkward because she's doing like a very petty mm-hmm. girl move yeah you know where she's just rubbing it in her face like you said salt in the wound it's very high school girl and she knows that there's something between eleanor and edward anyway because mrs jennings and sir john can't leave it alone in the first place mm-hmm Yes, yeah, so it's All not because like Margaret <laughs> Margaret spilled the beans and they just assume it's Edward. Yeah. Like she's just not, they're not wrong. dark. Yeah, they're <laughs> not wrong. But it's just like it's so hard to watch because I'm like, oh Eleanor, I am so sorry. See, it's funny because when, when we see the movie, which we'll talk about when we get to it too, mm-hmm. but um they just paint Lucy in a different way. They paint mm-hmm. her in more of an ignorant way of everything that's happening between her and uh with like the whole yeah. love triangle, like she acts like she doesn't really understand that oh, there's yeah. anything to worry about, you know. Yeah. I'd kind of like that better, because like right now she's kind of like destroying Eleanor's character from the basis of saying like almost that she should have known and that Eleanor should like completely cancel out all her feelings and it's like you can't really do that because he was flirting with her as much as she was you know talking to him you know right i I think she's just scared and i also doesn't make it right yeah i get that from lucy's perspective as well you know she's in a four-year engagement everything is tied her entire future happiness is relying on the single man and she finds out that this other girl likes him who is more educated than herself. So I can understand that level of jealousy as well. Right, because in her society, she this is a good match for Lucy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it would be 
poor for Edward mm-hmm. and his reputation. Yeah. But Lucy's like, hey, let's go, you know? But yeah, like, so Lucy, like, needs this to happen kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, she is head over heels. Like, I don't doubt that she's in love with him for a mm-hmm. second. I just... Both sides of this I don't like. I just feel bad. Yeah, it's altogether... I mean, I understand why they're being, they're both acting the way that they're acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, Eleanor says that she can't help but think that she's been duped. Like, she's saying this to herself. Um, but she also kind of thinks that Edward does actually care about her. So she's really confused. Because I do think Edward cares about her. So I just, I'm uncertain. At this point, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if he's going to break off the engagement with Lucy to be with Eleanor. Because I can't. Can you I picture him doing something like that? Kinda. Like, I don't know. Like, I... This is 1811, baby. I know, but it's in secret, so it's his, her word against his. Truly. That's true. So it's like, if it was public, I feel like Edward probably wouldn't. But I also think he wouldn't have formed feelings and an attachment to... Um, Eleanor had this been public you know because it would have been a scandal so with the fact that it's all secrets I really am not sure if he'll break it off or not like I I don't know I'm nervous well and it's hard too because he falls in love with Lucy when he's what 19 they said yeah for a lot of people you're a lot different as a 19 year old (laughs) and then fast forward four years later I know the two of us with our high school sweethearts, like. I mean, not not me, but. <laughs> but yeah, literally, literally, it's just it's. <clears throat> but my personality has changed over the years. I oh mean, yeah, you're, you're not the same person you were when you were 19. Yeah, no, definitely. I I can say the exact same thing. So it's just. Even if it's just a few years, you know, like yeah. you're just gonna. You either grow together or you grow apart. And I'm not sure they're growing together because I don't think Lucy's changed much. Right. She's just kind of become more gossipy because she's had nothing to do for four years. Well, yeah, she's just been kind of stuck in that waiting. Yeah. And like Edward's going around town gallivanting. Not like gallivanting as in like with ladies. I just mean he's on vacation, perpetual vacation. (laughs) Yeah, he basically is. (laughs) Well, so, and I can see, like, why Lucy's stressed out, because she doesn't want anyone to find out, because then he's ruined. Yeah. Then and she only gets two grand a year. Right. And also, she really needs this to happen financially yeah. for herself, so. Yeah, and financially for her sister, who doesn't seem to ever want to, you know, get a man, which is fine. But it's I like, think she wants. I just don't think she has the opportunity so far. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like we haven't really heard... Because it's always been Lucy talking about bows, right? Like, it wasn't Anne talking about the bows, I don't think. Uh, no, Anne, I think, is the one that brings it up. Oh, okay, never mind. Because Anne has no tact. She just says whatever she wants. Literally, no truer words. Mm-hmm. So, Eleanor's kind of talking about how she can't see how Edward would ever be happy with Lucy Steele. And, like, I really can't see it either because i feel like they are so different you know whereas but like he was 19 yeah so he was probably a very different person when 
they started the engagement but like right now with the character that we know i don't see them being happy together like i feel like he's gonna be eternally miserable right which is sad yeah (laughs) so eleanor is going to make sure that uh her family does not find out about this at all she's like nothing happens she like does the cry for two hours comes down to dinner and like nothing happened and no one knows any different She's like, um, nails in the coffin, I'm never getting married. All right, time like, for dinner. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Like, Because marriage be- is like literally their only way of surviving. Yeah, because her family has no money. So if she doesn't get married, she's just going to perpetually have no money. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I think she'd get a little from her mother, but... But that's... I mean, her mother only has 500 a year. Right. So, I don't know. So Eleanor thinks that uh, Lucy might be jealous of her, and that's why she brought up the secret engagement, which is correct. Hmm. And now she's trying to find ways to talk to Lucy to figure out the details of the engagement and see if Lucy actually cares about him and, like, basically trying to figure out what this entire situation is. Well, Lucy just has no business telling Eleanor this. Like, I mean, it's her business, but there's no reason to bring Eleanor into this unless if she's just trying to be a jerk. Yeah, for sure for sure um and then she's like i needed a confidant because my sister's not great at this and i'm like no like you should not have told your sister like Anne is a big mouth you know yeah well and eleanor decides not to tell she thinks about telling her family when she's mm-hmm. up in her room and then she's like nah can't yeah, trust like, these mm-hmm. girls can't trust these ladies literally because, I mean, Marianne is just so ruled by her emotions that there's no way she would be able to contain that. Right, like, they're good people, but there's no way it wouldn't just get ruined. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, no. The horror if it got ruined. Well, I mean, it would be bad because I think that it would mean that Edward for sure has to marry this girl because True. everyone would know his obligation to her. True. i just hoping it gets broken off, but anyways... Thank you. I love that you're only doing sections at a time. This one ended at a good stopping point, too. Yeah, yeah, because then it doesn't change anything from my beginning perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it does. It completely clouds my judgment of Willoughby and Edward, but, like, it doesn't change it again. You know what I mean? Right. They aren't redeemed yet, and I don't know if they will be, but they aren't currently. We'll have to see. I'm trying not to ruin it for you. I know. So they're all invited to dinner with Lady Middleton and the two Miss Steeles and Eleanor. Uh, wait. Oh, so they're Lady all- Middleton, because Lady Middleton cannot eat alone. Yeah, she's like, Sir John's like, please come over. Like, otherwise she'll be sad and alone. And they're like, I'm not okay, sure fine. she would even mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she would care. Um, yeah. And then... Eleanor thinks this might be the perfect opportunity to get her and Lucy alone so she can figure out what's happening. And then Eleanor finds an opportunity to talk to Lucy while everyone's playing a game because Lady Middleton makes Lucy create a basket for her daughter. I need to look up what this kind of basket was. What was it called? So they say filigree. Okay, so here's what it exactly says. It says, indeed you are very much mistaken Lady Middleton. I am only wanting to know whether you can make your party without me or I should have been at my filigree already. I would not disappoint the little angel for all the world 
And if you want me at the card table now, I'm resolved to finish the basket after summer. So after supper. So the filigree is, is like the workstation. Yeah, but it's a basket. Because it says, you are not going to finish poor little Anna Maria's basket this evening, for I'm sure it must hurt your eyes to work filigree by candlelight. I think filigree might be the technique or the area. So it's like a lacy looking basket, probably. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not that important. I just wanted the visual. Yeah. I get that. So So Eleanor in a basket. Yeah. So for some reason she has to make the basket right now. So Eleanor excuses herself to go help Lucy so they can sit there and talk. So chapter 24. Eleanor immediately, as soon as because Marianne's also playing um an instrument, a pinafore or something. Pianoforte. Oh, pianoforte. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that a means. Pinafore. See, Isn't that like a type of clothing? I think so. <laughs> I keep looking stuff up today. Yes, it is. See, it's just that's the hard part about reading something and then trying to like guess what it must mean in your head and you just... <laughs> a pinafore is one of those dresses that looks like an apron oh nice i'm sorry i interrupted you no that's fine so eleanor immediately starts talking about edward and her engagement and lucy's like oh yes you want to talk about it i'm ready to talk about it i love talking about it let me just continue to speak about this subject Thanks for breaking the ice. Yeah. I think that's what she said. Yeah. And she's like, I thought you might be mad at me. You looked so cold. And Eleanor's like, no, I couldn't be mad at you. Surprised is all. They're being such girls right now. I, I hate to say things like that, but they're being such girls. They're very specifically being very catty middle school type mm-hmm. girls. You know, like they're neither wants to speak on the subject so they are trying to be like very catty and like Eleanor's trying to figure out what's happening Lucy's trying to like one-up Eleanor in every situation you know yeah I kind of get that vibe too so uh Lucy says that they have to make (laughs) wait till his mother finally gets her her fortune when she dies and Eleanor asks um, how they've done it essentially and says that no one would blame her if it didn't work out and Lucy's like huh no we're like super happy and then Lucy thinks that she could get Edward to go into the church but Eleanor says they would need to ask and then Lucy tries to get Eleanor to give her blessing to her brother so that her brother will put him in the church because he's like the head of that area and then Eleanor says that she wouldn't have much sway and they would have to ask mrs um dash yeah fanny thank you and Mm -hmm. to get him in to which lucy says that's not possible they were like so she was like you don't need my help then because you got to talk to fanny yeah and i could not help that situation literally because her brother does not care like it's fanny's word above all else Mm -hmm. you know so lucy then asks eleanor's opinion on if she should stop the engagement. And Eleanor says she offers no advice, as she knows Lucy will not listen to it unless she agrees with her own opinion. And I was like, that's a fact. And Lucy's like, no, I care about your opinion. I'm like, no, you don't, Lucy. You do not care about Eleanor's opinion well, at all. Well, because basically she's like, do, I have, do we have a problem? Yeah. I know. And Eleanor's like, I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I will tell you nothing, and you will get nothing out of 
me. Which so is good. Yeah. It's a way to handle this one. True. So at this point, they find out that um, Lucy's trying to get her to come to London, and she's like, "Why are you trying to get me to come to London? Like, I'm not going to London this winter." And and then she's like, "Oh, but Edward's going to be in London in February." She's like, "So you should like definitely come and stay with us, just like further, just keep rubbing salt in that wound." And she's like, "Well, I'm not going to be in town, so no." Right. And then after this whole convo. Eleanor is even more sure that Edward couldn't possibly be in love with Lucy anymore. Because, like, they're just She's really just different. not convinced that they'd ever be happy. Yeah, and I, I really am kind of taking Eleanor's side on this. I don't think they would be happy together. Right. To be but I don't think that Eleanor thinks she has a chance at this point because they're engaged. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think she's trying to break them up, but I also think she's kind of at this point where she kind of feels bad for Edward, you know? Yeah. And she does pity um, Lucy's situation as well. Mm -hmm. She's just got a good head on her shoulders, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Eleanor decides not to continue this conversation with Lucy anymore. And Lucy like- Good call. (laughs) Yeah, good call. And like Lucy keeps trying to bring it up and she's like- shutting it down as soon as it's polite to do so and then they kind of close out the chapter by telling us that the steels are not really leaving and they end up staying there for two months so obnoxious it's not that obnoxious for the time period but i can't imagine being like hey i'll be here for two months yeah i mean i don't think that was what was originally agreed upon but no because they they like their company yeah well, they had, like, other plans. So they kept, like, trying. The Steels were supposed to, like, only stay a week. And then they're like, and we never left. And we were here for two months. Oops. Yeah. Right. So, chapter 25. This is when we find out Mrs. Jennings actually has her own home and invited Eleanor and Mary Ann to stay with her. And Eleanor says no for both of them, thinking that, like, neither of them would really want to go because, you know, Mary Ann does not really like mrs jennings so she's like eh, no we won't go and mrs jennings like no like you should really come we'll introduce you to boys and ask mary ann and mary ann's like okay well eleanor said no and she's like i'd really love to go but we can't leave my mom and then she's like just go and ask your mom like your mom's not gonna care just go ask her so well, and like, I think Eleanor gets smart and she realizes, oh, <laughs> Marianne actually really wants to go because yeah. of Willoughby. And so I should just put my own problems aside because she didn't want to be around town where Edward was. Yeah. But she decides to let it go because she wants to be able to help out Marianne. Yeah. Plus, she's like, okay, like Edward's not going to be in town for another month. Like, I should be fine. We should be out of there before he gets there, you know? Right, exactly. So they ask their mom and they ultimately are able to go and uh, Mrs. Dashwood thinks this is going to be good for them. So Eleanor's like, okay, fine, I'll go um, to help and everything. And she's like, Edward's not going to be there. It'll be fine. So the Steels find out and they're like, yes, we're so excited that you're going to be coming to town. And they leave the first week of January and the Steels are still at uh, Sir John in the Middleton's house. They haven't left yet. And they're like, they end up leaving when the Middletons leave to go to London. 
they all leave right. at the same time. I'm like, way to really outstay your welcome. I think that they all really get along, though, because they get along with Lady Middleton for her kids. Yeah. I mean, I think they do, but, like, I couldn't imagine being like, oh, you're going on vacation. Let me just stay till the very last minute in your home. Yeah, but it was a different time because they had all these people that could help them. They had servants and things Mm, that would get their house all packed up and ready to be left for a while. True. Okay, so chapter 26. Elnor thinks that the reason Marianne is so excited to go is because Willoughby is in town, and she is correct. So, <laughs> Not a uh, hard guess there. Yeah, really. So Marianne is not really talking to Mrs. Jennings on the trip. And like, keep in mind, this is a three-day trip in a carriage, and Marianne is just not talking to Mrs. Jennings. And like, when she does, she only addresses Eleanor. And I'm like, yo, like, she is literally letting you stay at your house. Like, be a little nicer. And she only comments on scenery or, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then like, Eleanor has to do all the hard work of being like the nice, respectful house guest. Mm-hmm. So then after three days, they arrive and immediately they go upstairs and start writing. And um, Eleanor wrote to their mother and she's like, oh, hey, Marianne, like, I'm already writing to mother. Don't worry about it. And she goes, I'm not writing to mother. And she, she's like, oh, okay. I don't know why she doesn't. I mean, I think Eleanor's pretty smart, but there's some times where I'm like, Are... you really thought she'd go write her mom as soon as she gets there? Yeah. Like, I think she expects people to be more like her, and then she realizes that they're not every time. Yeah. So, someone's at the door, and Marianne is immediately like, it's Willoughby! And then Colonel Brandon walks in, and Marianne is like, ah! It's so, like, distraught that she has to leave the room. And I'm like, oh. She is such a brat for the way that she handles this. They I haven't know. seen, keep in mind, they haven't seen him in, like, months. Yeah, and Colonel Brandon is like, oh okay because literally this girl sees him and then cries and walks away and he's like ouch is she ill (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then colonel brandon and um eleanor talk for a little while and colonel brandon says that he's been in london ever since he left and he is staying with the palmers right now and they say or he's visiting with the palmers and he says that the Palmers will be coming over tomorrow and he doesn't really stay long because you know of the awkward greeting that he got and Mm -hmm. no other visitors come that night so like immediately this is weird they're like huh it's weird that he didn't come like Willoughby didn't come right so Mrs. Palmer comes over the next morning and all the ladies goes go shopping and Marianne does not want to come but they eventually like make her come and uh, she is on the hunt while they're out and she's looking for Willoughby like in every turn and so they come back home later in the afternoon and no one's left a note and everyone's starting to get a little sus of Willoughby right now right yeah so chapter 27 for good reason (laughs) yeah for good reason so chapter 27 um in passing Mrs. Jennings happens to say that it's a beautiful day, so um, Sir John will not be coming for a couple days because the weather's really nice and it keeps the sportsmen in the country. And Marianne's like, oh, that's what it is. That is what it is. Okay, the reason he's not here is because he's a sportsman, so he's definitely hunting right now. That's what's happening. And so, like, now she's all cheery and, like, happy. 
and she's like oh every while they're walking around she's like oh it feels like a frost is coming in do you feel it in the air how cold it is he's gonna have to come back the weather's just starting to take a turn well i think you see this a lot between marianne and her mother they're just such (laughs) romanticizing yeah optimistic yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd even say optimistic, but they they can rationalize any situation to fit mm-hmm. their narrative. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it's funny because she just keeps doing it and I just think it's funny. So then yeah. Colonel Brandon comes over every day and he's so, still like super in love with Marianne. So sad. Yeah. yeah. He's so cute. He's and supposed to be attractive too. Like he's supposed to be he? hot, but like a little too old. Mm. Yeah. So like a beautiful... Uh, Chris Pine. <laughs> That'd be a good casting. Honestly. Although I do love Alan Rickman as Colonel Brandon. Oh, I always forget it's supposed to be Alan Rickman. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Um, it's good. I hope I'm not hyping it up. I love it for what it is, you know? Yeah. I'm sure I'll like it. So Willoughby's card has been delivered. So Mary Ann is so excited um, because she's like, oh, he was here. Like, he's going to have to come back, you know, because we happen to miss him. And so she's trying to, like, stay at home every day and just, like, wait for him. Mm-hmm. So the Middletons are in town now, and uh, they want everyone to come over, but Marianne won't leave unless she hears Willoughby, and they finally get her to come, but she's, like, in a horrendous mood. And, like, they're throwing this ball, and she's normally, like, a super dancer and, like, loves dancing. Super dancer. (laughs) The dancing queen, (laughs) if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, won't dance, and she's, like, trying to leave. And they're like, it's funny, because he was actually invited. He just didn't come, because we saw him earlier today. And they're like, what? Marianne's like, I'm sorry, you need to tell me he just didn't come? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Colonel Brandon comes over and asks when he's supposed to congratulate her about the engagement. And he's talking to Eleanor. And Eleanor says, they're not engaged yet, as far as the family knows. And they're like, And he oh. looks up with some puppy dog eyes and I know, says, and he's like, is there any chance for me? And she's basically like, no. Because, no. I mean, he really doesn't have a chance. Like, even when before Willoughby was in the picture, she did not like Colonel Brandon, you know? Because she doesn't want to give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll end up together in the end. I don't know. I feel like you can't cast Alan Rickman and not have him have somebody at the end, you know? You would hope. Fingers crossed. I will not ruin it. I feel like he's got... I kind of wish he would end up with Eleanor, to be honest. They're very similar people, too. Yeah. I have to say, when I read this book... um, well, as I'm reading it, I guess I haven't mm-hmm. finished, so. Um, you get the idea in the movie that him and, uh, like, Colonel Brandon and Eleanor are close. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you don't really see that as much as you do in the book. Yeah. So, chapter 28. It's been a few more days, and there's nothing from Willoughby. And they now go to a different ball, and Marianne is, like, in a horrendous mood. She didn't even want to go. She's like, I haven't seen him. And she forgets that the ball even happening. And so she's, like, probably she, like, not. She, doesn't get ready at all. Yeah, she's just, like, rolls up. She's like, whatever. I so, imagine her, like, going to a 
like a kegger and like not getting ready for it and then like running into her ex-boyfriend yeah and then you're like oh so then turns out willoughby's actually there and he's talking to like some girl that they say is really pretty and they're like oh no and this is so this makes sense right that he wouldn't come to something that was thrown by sir john yeah and that he would be at this other party that lady middleton was all invited to yeah yeah because he's like oh you know if i go to the one with sir john of course she's gonna be there if she's in town because they're friends so (laughs) they end up coming over and willoughby is like not looking marianne in the eye at all and marianne's like yo what's up like what's happening why are you not looking at me and willoughby is being like incredibly awkward and he turns away quickly and goes back to the other woman and it looks like he's moved on and rather quickly if i do say so myself and like my question is when this is all happening as i was like did he think that you know she's expecting an engagement and he got cold feet because like it's spread around the entire town now that they're engaged so I'm like, is that why he was thinking this? Like, I can't understand why is there's this complete and utter shift in his character, you know? Do you want to find out? I know. Like, I hope they, suspicious. It's yeah. Weird. I do hope they tell us, and it's not like one of those things where it's just kind of like, oh, open to interpretation. Oh, they'll tell you. They'll tell okay, you. good. Yeah. So then but he, but he comes up to them and he's like, "How's your mom?" Like, as yeah. As <laughs> literally he's like no room for other conversation and he's like how's your mom how's she doing he like doesn't even acknowledge marianne and immediately yeah. he's like is your mom good yeah <laughs> your mom how, how is she what's going on uh anything else uh that's the only person i care about in family okay bye <laughs> so chapter 29 marianne is bawling her eyes out the next my morning. first note is Marianne is 1-800, not okay. Yeah, literally, though. She is crying, writing a letter. It's like, in my head, it's like 4 a.m. Because it wakes her up. It wakes up um, Eleanor. So I'm, like, imagining it's 4 a.m. the next morning. She's bawling, sitting in the windowsill in her pajamas, writing this letter. And Eleanor... Her baby, though. I, just, I feel for her so bad. I do, too. She was holding a candle for him, you know? And she thinks, after this distance that like they're gonna reunite and be happy and then like out of the blue he's like i can't even look at you and she's like whoa whoa what's happening yeah yeah i mean i don't think i think she is so open with him that like she really got nothing left yeah because she didn't reserve anything so she's just not okay and I think it's okay for her not to be okay in this moment. I would not be okay. Like, right, and I think even Eleanor's like, I'd be a wreck. Like, yeah, she's like, I get it. Like, at this she's point, like, she's a little crazy, but I'd be a little crazy right now, yeah. too. Eleanor's like, has that moment of like, if you want to burn down his house, like, I will help you. <laughs> like, there's that small moment of her being like, I, do you want to do something drastic? Like, we can totally do something drastic here. Right. And I am impressed, like, you do get to see some of the correspondence between the two of them, and Eleanor's mm-hmm. like, I would have done the same thing. And you yeah. wouldn't expect that. Yeah, for sure. So at that point, Eleanor thinks that she, Marianne is writing to Willoughby for the very last time, in which she is correct. So during breakfast, 
you know, after Marianne spent all morning, like, bawling her eyes out, um, they're sitting down at breakfast, and, like, Marianne's really not eating. They're trying to be cool, calm, collected. And then she receives a letter from Willoughby, and she is, like, white-faced as she reads it and runs out of the room. And Miss Jennings like, oh, you know, lovers quarrel. <laughs> She's like, they're just gonna go get married soon. And then, like, Oh. Well, not to mention in this time period, I mean, I think in any time period, we could argue it now. It is so rude to just run out of there without saying anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why she's like, my girls never love someone as much as this girl does. Like, yeah. she's loco, you yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, from Mrs. Loca. Jennings' perspective, she has no idea anything bad happened because she wasn't at the party either. So she has no idea. And so she like oh they're gonna be happy and Marianne's like I wouldn't uh, count your <laughs> um he's like your rumors are worse than the truth yeah <laughs> literally she's like just wait so after Eleanor can like excuse herself she goes to the room and Marianne is crying and just throws the letters to Eleanor so Eleanor can read them because I get that though like I've had that moment where you're, like, so upset. You're, like, I can't even, like, tell you what's happening. You just need to figure it out from the context clues I'm giving you right now, you know? Yeah, and Eleanor, there's this sweet moment. Eleanor comes in, and she, like, holds her hand, and then she just starts bawling because she just feels for her. Like, I feel like that's such a thing. Like, I I feel like if I was ever crying to my mom about something, like, my mom would just start crying, too. Yeah. See, like, that's a very sisterly thing, though. Like, sometimes when your sisters cry, you cry, and it's just... I wouldn't know. I don't have a sister. (laughs) Not biologically. I know. I'm basically your sister though. So next time I'll just FaceTime you and cry and you can just experience that with me. I'll just start crying with you. Don't worry. There you go. It'll be fine. Um, So then Eleanor's reading the letters and Willoughby says that he never meant to lead her on and he's been engaged (laughs) elsewhere for a long time and he didn't and he returns his lock her lock of hair and he completely denies that he ever cared about her like he's basically gaslighting Marianne this entire time to say that she made this all up in her head and Eleanor literally reads that one letter and she looks up and it's like what is even happening (laughs) yeah because it's such a lie like Eleanor says there's not a single line of truth in the entire note because it's like well and it's all insulting like everything that he says is very insulting yeah because basically he calls Marianne a moron for even thinking that he could like deem to care about her is essentially what this letter says he like just throws her so far into the friend zone it hurts yeah and it's like you led her on you showed her your house and says hey this is one day gonna be your house how is that not leading her on like what oh he he definitely loved her yeah you'll see what happened it's okay. just it's sad it's sad because it leaves marianne feeling stupid yeah you know just, for one marianne should have burned down his house i'm saying it now like it's not his house though he's always staying with people he doesn't have a fortune until some people kick it yeah Ugh. because if she burns down their house they'll just kick it faster i guess so she can't do that yeah None of, yeah. It's sad. I mean, I think that I'm interested to see what you think when the rest of it, you know, unveils itself. If he gets a redemption arc. Yeah. It's upsetting, though, and I think that 
it's cool because in the movies they don't always go through like the things that are written in the letters so i haven't mm-hmm. actually like read these before or heard the contents of it yeah i can't remember if in the movie they read even part of it but um I, I just, like I said before, I think it's interesting that Eleanor reads them and is basically like, yeah, I would have actually probably handled it the same way. Yeah. You know? Which I feel like for them, that's big because they're very different people. Mm-hmm. So Marianne spends the entire morning crying. Eleanor says that they need to pull themselves together for their mother. Marianne says that she's lucky she has Edward who loves only her and I was like oh no she has no idea I know. and also there's this part where Eleanor's like please don't kill yourself Marianne like and it's like <laughs> she just broke up with her like yeah so this whole time no one there was no engagement and he never expressly told her that he loved her according to Marianne she's like I knew though but he never actually said it like those words. right like it was always an implied thing that yeah they love each other yeah so then um Eleanor reads the letters that Marianne wrote and like the letter after the ball that she wrote while she's crying she absolutely rips him apart and I was like mm-hmm. good as you should and Marianne yeah. says that she essentially felt that they were engaged so she is absolutely shook as to why this has changed so much and Marianne's starting to worry that someone must have ruined her reputation or something. Um, and she's just like, I don't know how this happened. Like, what's going on? And she says that she does not care if people see how upset she is. And as she's rereading his letter, she wishes he would tell her what changed his opinion of her. Yeah, because she just thinks that, like, someone must have gossiped about me and now he doesn't want to be with me anymore. Yeah. And, like... Honestly, it would make sense because it's just so strange, you know? Yeah. This complete, like, flip of the script. hmm So now Marianne wants to know who the other woman must be, and she's trying to get, like, Eleanor to leave immediately because she's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in London. I want to be home. I want to be, like, petted by my mother, you know? Like, I just want to be cared about. And... Eleanor's like, like, we cannot leave right now. Like, it'd be so rude. Like, we just got here. So they get Marianne to agree to stay for a couple days. And that's the end of our reading. Thanks. Yeah, so what are you thinking so far? Oh, uh, I'm in trash. Like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Like, I just, there has to be a reason for Willoughby. So I am really interested to see, like, what that ends up being. Because, like, I don't know if it could redeem him. Like, I'm really not sure if anything can redeem the fact that he wrote her this private letter and just absolutely tears her apart. So, mm-hmm. like, I am very interested to see, like, essentially what his excuse is and, like, what I'll think of him after. But, like, yeah. I mean, do you think his excuse is honorable? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because I just don't know that much about his character as a human being. Like, we did not know him for very long, you know? Yeah, what we do know is that he is basically Marianne's twin. He's super romantic and, you know, very overdone and dramatic. And (laughs) I'm thinking he must have been, like, forced into a marriage. And he is, like... 
essentially having a problem with that, but he's trying to make it work because I'm wondering if like they were like, hey, if you don't marry so and so, like your fortune is gone or something. I mean, you know he loves Marianne too, because even when they touch hands, they say something like, Oh, it pains him and Yeah. You know. So, so I, I could see I could see that. Yeah. I just I can't understand what could be like this huge shift unless Colonel Brandon got in there and said something. Yeah, what do you think's going on with him? I don't know. I don't He's know. He's been what's gone going on for months. Brandon. Yeah, like I don't know if Colonel Brandon's just, like trying to, you know rebuild his shattered heart but i'm also worried that he might have tried to like (laughs) say something to see if oh maybe i can get marianne anyways but i also don't want to like paint colonel brandon as a villain i'm just trying to figure out what's going on you know right that's messy and then edward i kind of feel break off his engagement and marry eleanor i'm gonna be honest like i just i don't think he'll ever be happy with lucy i really don't I mean, I think they certainly paint it that way. Yeah. I just, they seem very, very different. And I know we are through the biased lens of Eleanor when we read this, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I just couldn't see them being happy. So I kind of hope that they'll break it off. I don't think Lucy will ever break it off because I think she needs this so badly that I can't see her actually breaking it off. I think you'll find it interesting to see what happens with her. Yeah. And then it's I'm interested Lucy to see Donald. what happens with her sister because she's not in the movie. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think. Well, Everything like, I know about this story is from the movie though. So oh. So it's like it's it'll be interesting me, to but... see what happens to Margaret cuz like we literally never talk about Margaret. Margaret I don't think is important in the book at all, but in the movie oh. she's kind of some comedic relief she's not that funny but like she you know some of the things she does are funny i mean we do get the joke with her saying that like oh there is someone back home for eleanor it starts with an f and they're like margaret don't talk about that stuff especially with these people like are you stupid yeah and margaret's like i don't know it's just that part is in the movie okay good yeah Yeah. there's some I've, i've noticed like all the parts that are really good dialogue i'm like oh that made the movie like, I feel like this is a good edit to movie, you know? Yeah. So I'm interested to see if you feel the same way. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens with all these people. I mean, some of the things I've forgotten, just the minute specifics, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me for this reading, Allison. If you want the internet people to find you, where can they find you? I always laugh at this question. <laughs> I know, because you're like looking out your window. You're like, no, they can't. Um, no, I mean, I, I, you can go on my Instagram. It's underscore Allison Eason underscore. Nice. And it'll be in the bio. I always forget that it's not your maiden name anymore. So like when I go to search you, I'm like, oh, where are we at? And I'm like, <laughs> new name, who dis? <laughs> Literally. You're like, no one will find me now. I'm a figment. Yep going incognito over here true all right but thank you so much yeah it's gonna be fun i can't wait to read the next chapter because i think it's gonna be spicy what's the 1800s without a little bit of sauce you know literally just a little cattiness we love it Mm -hmm. can't wait 
yeah thank you so much for joining me and we'll catch you all in the next one bye Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Next week, we will be continuing on with even more Sense and Sensibility with my cousin Allison. I hope you guys are enjoying them. I feel like we all really enjoy Jane Austen, so I feel like it's not very hard to enjoy these episodes because it's Jane Austen. Plus, we all love Allison, right? So, yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, If you haven't checked out the Fable episode uh, on YA Book Chats podcast, please check that out. It is very fun. It's very good. And I highly recommend the book if you haven't read it yet. Also, if you have not read the Blood and Ash series by Jennifer L. Armentaro, there is no better time. Now is the time. It is very, very good. All of her books are honestly very good. Um, I really enjoy them. So if you, I don't know, like fantasy, yeah, read it. Go look at the synopsis. It'll give you a better idea than me, but I am in love. I am obsessed. They're like 500 pages each, and I binged them both in like four days, like all together. Um, And I'm going to be binging the next one. So watch out for me, like live tweeting that experience on TikTok. Live recording? Logging? Live TikToking? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah watch out for that. There will be spoiler tags if that's what you're worried about. I'm not going to let anybody get any spoilers. Um, This is a safe space. No spoilers here. But if you have not read it, please do yourself a favor and read it. Okay, this this is not a Jennifer L. Armentrout podcast, which, I mean, I'd do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I would definitely do it. Okay, anyways, that's all I've got for you guys. Thank you for joining me. And our logo was designed by my little sister, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. And that's all I got for you guys this one. I will catch you all in the next episode. All right, bye.